All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. It's the Saturday Night Free Show podcast. Oh, shit. Back again. Two times. One night. That doesn't make any sense. But what? Can <laughs> we start over? <laughs> what? Two times and one night. So, oh, yeah. Every all Saturday, this crazy thing happens. We get together and watch a movie and then gather around a bar and we drink uh, like fish. All the times we shared drunk. love and made love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Colin. That's this. This is Brent. It's Tom. Sean. Oh yeah, baby. And tonight, Travis indulged us with an, a true freak show movie. What did we watch tonight? <laughs> the freakiest movie you will ever encounter: The Forbidden Zone by director Richard Elfman, brother of the famous movie composer. Danny Elfman. From the year 1980. The Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. So this is like, and this movie's kind of, I mean, it's not, I was was kind of hesitant about showing it because it's like not a movie as more as it's a music. (laughs) I would, I would, like, it's like, uh, I would, I'm hesitant to show it because I would hard to say that it's classified as a movie. (laughs) At one point during the movie, Travis was like about to bail on his own movie. He was offering us an out. Like we could reach out. I was like, if anybody, I thought about bringing an extra movie. Just like, hey, if it gets too much, because the the first, like, I mean, I've showed, okay, if you don't know anything about Danny Elfman, before Danny Elfman started composing uh, uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music for movies, film scores. He was in a band called The Oingo Boingo, which did Weird Science. It did uh, Dead Man's Party for Back to School. You know, they are really a soundtrack uh, yeah. band. I was trying to think, like, what? They were in Bachelor Party. They were in I Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Not, like, in it. Well, but, what's some songs that. Like, they uh, had Fast some- Times at Ridgemont High had the credit song, that Goodbye, Goodbye, the credit song of Ridgemont High. You know, Goodbye, 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 Goodbye. You know. I have heard uh, Dead Man's Party. And Dead Man's Party. That's from that was in Back to School with Rodney okay. Dangerfield. Weird Scores, Weird Science. Uh, Bachelor. I can't remember what song they had in Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. I can't recall the song. I've got the soundtrack. But since but they were, the uh, they like reformed in 1972. So that was ten well, years. Well, supposedly it wasn't Danny Elfman that formed. They were called the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, and they were more like an art theater group. Did a lot of percussion stuff. Did a lot of. They were mostly like xylophones, saxophones, drums, and I think you can YouTube. They did a lot of public access stuff because they actually did have. I mean, costumes. They had. They did a lot of like the end of this movie where they have almost like a parade march. I mean, they, they're like big into that weird stuff and. It's like, like it's like cabaret theater. Exactly, and that's why it's like this. That's why I say this is not really a movie as much as it's kind of like one of those like yellow submarines it feels or like a, Floyd a, the it's Wall, scary nineteen twenties cartoon, but in live action. There you go. See, I and wanted, it really is because the music, uh, some of the music from this is from old cartoons. Exa- I was thinking about showing a, like a nineteen thirties cartoon just to give you guys a frame of reference to be like they're actually creating. A live action like like Depression era cartoon because they got like really, they got like the, the black face, like Betty oh, yeah, boobs. Yeah, 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 they got the black face. They got yeah. It's very it's very Jewish, so it's very that New York uh, cartoon and like uh, well, they got who I forget who animated it, John Marco or something like that. Something also, like I don't that. know if he was in the Oingo Boingo if they're just so you get the idea that this is kind of like a California like art kids like they just got together and like made their like musical movie right yeah, they it's got like, together did John a lot of drugs yeah. they probably did a lot of <laughs> drugs heavy drugs a lot of John Muto yeah, is the animator yeah. 
So it's kind of like a cheaper, like you can get that Terry Gilliam sense of it all. Yeah, it's all like cutouts and... Yeah, yeah. cutouts. I mean, and they did some of the classic animation, like all the skeleton shit they did, you know? Like when the the title screen opens up, there's that one skeleton kind of playing the uh, ribcage as xylophones. Yeah, that whole opening was... Very reminiscent of that, yeah. Exactly, right? And uh, they got the weird dice. Some, for some reason, dice has a lot to do with this movie. <laughs> the dice is a currency, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what dice has to do. I don't know if this is some, like, surfer hot rod thing in California. Because that's what you got to understand is most of this is dealing with kind of California culture in in the late 70s or whatever, you know. Uh, well, especially the, the, the father of the family, the Hercules family, works at a place where they manufacture the tar for the La Brea tar pits. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Pico and Sepulveda. Yeah, they're singing that song. Which, that's like Sepulveda. an intersection, right? Between yeah, Pico think, yeah. and yeah, Sepulveda. Yeah, Pico and Sepulveda. That's Pico a section Sepulveda. in West <laughs> <laughs> Sepulveda. I appreciated that. I like yeah, it. And, they, and they, mix in, they mix in their original songs with the class, like the, 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 the whatever, the I forget the, the street names you guys Pico are saying. Sepulveda. Yeah. And then <laughs> the beginning Sepulveda. song was by Cab Calloway. Uh, and uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, because they even mess with their own sounds so much, it's hard to tell what's their original recording and what's something they did. Just because they try to maintain that like old school sound. Even when you were talking about how this is a cartoon, it's funny when when they when they have like choruses of people singing. You can hear cartoony voices where they're like, blah, 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 yeah. you know, because yeah. they're like they have really the sound effects of you know, boink, boink, So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much we're gonna lay out about the movie because it's so damn weird. Well, I want to make sure that people don't get the impression that it's an animated film. There it's are an, animated sequences, animated in it, but sequ- it's a like just like Terry movie. Gilliam, just like a Monty Python, just like a whatever. Where yeah. the, it just kind of helps it, swoops in there, and just because I mean. It's like animated clip art almost. Yes. Yeah. 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 You'll definitely see the influence of like Max Fleischer cartoons and shit like that. For sure. Yeah. All the yeah the Fleischer studios for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The movie I'm going to say like it defies any kind of description as far as like what the plot (laughs) is. Irrational. Defies. Well, genre. I mean, we know that they're going to save the princess, right? Or not the daughter? Okay. It's about there's a house. That the basement, there's like a uh, a doorway that leads to the sixth dimension, which I think is imagination. I think the sixth dimension or is imagination. Even though it's a cartoon hell, world, a, well, but if you're an atheist, here. hell's you're in your imagination, right? It's imaginary, right? All right. So if, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, because I'm trying to figure, is it a cartoon world? I don't think it's a cartoon no. world. No, because the real world is. Fantastical, also. But yes. but uh, when the father goes down there, he does say, "Why go to the real world?" So there's is something fake about the Forbidden Zone. Not that I'm, I should be looking too deep into this, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you see something enough times. <laughs> so so yeah, and then uh, Frenchie, who's some I don't know foreign exchange student or something like that, played by Marie Pascal. Elfman. I like the way that they're all like thirty to forty or whatever. The <laughs> one guy with the little the top. The hat. Yeah, because I, mean, I I didn't know what the hell was going on. There's this overweight guy who's like forty, and he's sitting at the table. And he's got one of those like he's probably kid, fifty you know, like, uh, like, or fifty. Like he's got one of those little propeller you know, hats, those little beanie hat with the propeller on it. Yeah. And I'm like, he's what? the brother. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is just going to be weird. And then they go to school, <laughs> so he is actually supposed to be like you know eight he's, years old. Right. Come and on, Gramps yeah. looks like he's like Gramps 20 years, looks 20 years younger than him. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, but if anybody fall, even though they don't deal with this until later, did you follow the idea that, like, their last name is Hercules, and the grandfather used to be some famous Jewish wrestler, right? Right. Uh, and they said, I like this line, because this shows you how this is, like I said, this is very kind of like punk cynical or whatever, so, you know, every once in a while in this movie, they're making little statements, right, where they said, they're like, oh, he used to be this famous Jewish wrestler, what happened? He's like, well, he, you know, he, he yelled at the opposition until he became deaf and dumb. You know, he was yell- he was so busy yelling at the opposition to not hear the other argument. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's nuggets of like of like shit to this movie. Like everybody that's a prisoner in the Forbidden Zone wears the Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. If you're a prisoner in the Forbidden Zone, you get Mickey Mouse ears on because you're whatever. You know that's a thing, right? Yeah. In the '80s, put Mickey Mouse ears on means you're you know part of the fucking the system. You're the Mickey the part- Mouse Club. Or yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, you're a yeah. sellout or, or something, something to do with yeah. capitalism, corporatism, bullshit right there. Yeah. And the look of this whole thing is like they have like rented a stage <laughs> and rough. drawn uh, or painted cartoonish uh, sets. Most of it, yeah, it looks, it looks like, like it's like just paper theater. or cardboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did like the, they did like the, I've always wanted to do the black crumpled up. Spray painted rock. (laughs) That is brilliant. I mean, it's probably what most of California was doing at that time, right? The black, even though you know they probably did a better job, but still, you know, fifties for sure. Well, (laughs) but even in the sixties, those movies, I think, even like even (laughs) even I think Adam West Batman was was a. was paper mache crumpled up well, shit? I want to say, yeah. you know, it's like that's what it's the Sam and Criminy Croft way or whatever the hell it is. You know, that's what this movie reminds me of. It reminds me of some Sam and you know one of the HR Puff and stuff sort of world. Oh, it does. You got, yeah, you you got the frog too, guy. Right? I love the frog. The frog guy's <laughs> awesome. Weird the frog, frog guy. guy who's just a, it's a guy with awesome. a giant frog head and he's wearing a tux, a, a butler suit. Yeah. Well, there's something cool about that frog. Just the design of the frog head is cool. Like it's got eyes that like move like, and the jaw kind of flaps. He's yeah. kind of like the guard, and he's kind of like the he's a right hand man. He's like the Sam Jackson character. Yeah, because oh, we gotta yeah, keep he runs shit, knows what's going on. There's the king of the Forbidden Zone, who is played by Hervé Villachez. Villachez from Tattoo from Family Island. Tattoo! Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Tattoo. The plane, the plane, all that jazz. Yeah, the plane, the plane. Which I love that he's in this movie because actually I watched this documentary about him. And, like, you know, all he could do was Fantasy Island or whatever. He became an alcohol. I mean, he died of alcoholism yeah, yeah. just because he couldn't do anything else. You know, yeah. Richard Elfman, these guys, you know. Fucking put him in a movie, you know, nineteen eighty, you know, just for something, right? I don't know when he died. I can't recall that. It was uh, early to mid eighties, I want to say, because yeah. I think, I think show... this was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. Look back when he looked back on it. It, it could have like, been the last hope. What though. the hell did I, mean, I do? It had to oh, be fun well, for mean, him though, because I mean, he gets to be all up on these girls. Right? And he's... Nah, he was actually like in a relationship with the queen. Susan Tyrell. Yeah, Susan Tyrell. Or something. They were divorced. Were they married and they were divorced? Or somehow they were. They were. They were at one point together. And so while they were making this movie, apparently they were at odds. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Like Susan Tyrell, from like what I've read up on her, she's just like known for just making sure she does nothing that's not fucking oddball. Like that's what she does is oddball she roles. She was part of the Andy Warhol scene in the in the 60s. <laughs> there you I go. remember her like and that was the thing like when I'm trying to watch this I'm hearing the voice cuz I've seen that movie Fire and Ice the oh, yeah. Bakshi, Bakshi movie and she plays the evil queen 
in Does that. She? So, like, oh, when uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, got... that's her voice. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I remember her as a child. I mean, I've been listening to her ever since I was literally, like, five years old watching the Chipmunk Adventure movie. She's the bad guy in that. And her voice, to me, her voice is – it's one of those things – because I don't think she's a bad actress at all. She's very believable in her delivery. I mean, yeah, she doesn't, like, you know, oh, I'll play the, you know, whatever, but she's believable in her delivery. Even, like, her weird little death scenes in the, I liked her little, like, oh, my king, oh, you know, she... Smile at me one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, like, even the beginning where she's like, for a thousand years, we've been, you know, <laughs> you know, like, I love her fucking voice. <laughs> she's, she's got one of those awesome, like, gravelly, I don't know, yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's, like, old school. It's probably why she does a lot of like voice work or did it might only be those two cartoons i'm not even sure how many cartoons she did well according to something i briefly looked up she was in but i don't remember this in uh, angel and avenging angel holy shit i've always wanted to say not angel three uh what honor student by day prostitute by night yeah (laughs) i've never seen that movie and i've always wanted to. i've never seen that movie i've always wanted to (laughs) it looked real because isn't it like i I can't remember does someone doesn't someone like kill her family and she goes out in the streets and to avenge her like she's she's using avenging it in the first one she's uh i would say honor student by day hooker by night and she attracts the attention of some like psycho killer or something like that Really? Who's killing hookers? Oh, and then, like, there's a I didn't know she was straight in. off a hooker. I thought yeah. she was like only becoming a hooker to like track down something. Yeah. I've definitely seen movies like that, but they weren't called Angel. They were, <laughs> they were of the adult Angel. variety. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, of course, you know, Frenchie, who's some French student, gets curious and goes down into the Forbidden Zone and gets all wrapped up in the insanity down there. That's well, really- yeah, because she leaves class, right? And can we take a second to talk about this class? <laughs> <laughs> this is like right out of somebody's dream. It has to be, right? I mean, Something. I mean, everybody's in their underwear. Well, listen, so you show up isn't to class. that what's weird? Everybody's in their underwear in this Yeah, movie. I don't know really why. Are. That's what well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's either in tidy whities or their boxer shorts, yeah. or nothing at all, or they're all. No, there's, no, there's there was no, a lot of nice girls with nothing at all. There was no that. woman that was naked. They were still wearing underwear. They had them in the class. without types. Except for the one girl that was turned around backwards, had her ass showing. Yeah. Oh, she was yeah, naked, but she was yeah, turned around. Yeah, it was artistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah until they got behind her and go. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That's, that's the weird part about this movie is, uh, yeah, the weird humping oh, thing. Weird There's a lot of like yeah. weird. Uh, There's a lot of weird stuff. In There's this a lot movie, of weird dude. stuff in this movie. <laughs> it's a weird There's black movie. Blackface. The blackface right off the. Uh, black they, they, you start <laughs> the movie out by a black man. Done by a black man. No, you start the movie out. With, <laughs> that's that's probably why they had. They're like, hey, we got our excuse. You, know, <laughs> you start got, the movie out with black man black face. But it's on. It's white guy on. No, I think it's all black. Guys. I thought that was the black guy. The black yeah. I believe. At the beginning? Yeah. I think so. I think so. so. I think it was I don't think so. Huckleberry? No, I think Huckleberry is a white guy. Yeah. The pimp that first finds the black guy in blackface. Yeah, that was white guy on blackface. Oh, really? Huck was a, was a honky. I like when he, he was, was. Uh, sleeping with the dude. He's like, when's your nearly retarded Swedish husband going to come? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, this movie's just so fucking, like, I don't even know. It's almost like that, that's why I say it's like a cynicism, right? It's a cynicism. Oh, we don't got to fucking act right. We don't got to fucking make it look good. We don't got, I mean, this was punk, right? Before punk turned into the the British punk Mm. of the... The safety pins and the leopard print, or whatever the fuck have you. I think the British punk was going on over in Britain. I mean, 
they started the style. I can't. There's a. There is an art. I can't talk about well, music because there's an argument of the British start punk. Because uh, British punk and, and California punk are two different styles. New York punk. Well, but punks. But punk yeah, started from folk. Punk started from folk. Like Blondie was original. Like an original punk person it's just like when they got talented they went into the pop industry you know so a lot of these people you didn't actually hear as punk because as soon as they got popular they like learned how to play the instruments they you know they whatever like like Susie and the banshees blondie uh blah, 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 blah. the ramones but these guys uh i mentioned they're all guys. cbgbs well but the Ramone, ramones actually a corporate band did you know that yeah ramones are like put together it's a corporate band <laughs> They're not like, like the monkeys. Yeah, like the monkey. Well, just say the same thing with Sex Pistols. Fucking corporate band. So that's what they, they knew. Have you seen well, their the No. The, the, great rock and roll, no oh. the Great Rock and Roll Swindle? Because it's like, if you like this, you would probably like the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Well, so you almost got like, you should look at like Guar movies. Because like Guar has the same sort of feel where it's like these, you know, these guys that just have, they got a warped sense of humor, kind of a black sense of humor. Whatever special effects they can muster, whatever, and they just fucking do it. Whether it sounds great, sounds... I mean, if anything, the sound is always what's good. Because these people are, like, professional musicians and professional sound engineers and shit like that. Yeah. So movies look like crap, and they sound really good. I mean, this you know? movie reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Brett and I used to... He, Brett used to show me some videos that were, like... Some fucked up uh, shit, some man. Some fucked up oh, shit, fucked up shit on uh, Adult Swim. There's I want to know what Brent's fucked up. Th- there's sign on videos, see. and um, but nothing was as fucked up as what Tom has shown me. But anyhow, that's besides the fact. <laughs> this is going to be but, uh, <laughs> oh my god! But that like, had to go there. I mean, like this movie kind of reminds me a lot of like it's uh, it's very it, it reminds me of Adult Swim. Yeah, like a yeah. lot of like the crazy cartoons, or, or especially like the the bumps and teasers that that Adult Swim uses, and even back in the eighties in MTV, early days of MTV. In many ways, it does feel like you're watching like an hour and a half long version of the Bumps on empty <laughs> early. It was MTV. that. What, what would you call it? Uh, that what, counterculture? Yeah. like well, that's humor, what, right? But the that's whole, what like, I was thinking. Gotta be that way, when man. I was watching this, was like, <laughs> not so much the humor. I mean, it's part of it, <laughs> but that it's it's part of like a counterculture movement that was going on at the time with these like midnight movies. I mean, the same culture that produced Forbidden Zone, I think, gave us Eraserhead and Pink Flamingos. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, well, maybe Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I think that well, was still like... What about, what about Heavy or Metal? Like heavy Metal, yeah. yeah just, I mean, it was that kind of, you know, we're doing these... It's like, it's like, hey, we're just going to do weird shit that, like... I we're mean... We're just going to do what we want. Well, it's like what punk was to music, this, you know, these type of movies is to movies. Exactly. I'm going to do what I want. You know, I guess what, what would you well, call Slacker, exper- clerks, experimental, you know, okay. the whole... Well, those like, are way later. I well, mean, they're like, way this... later, but it's still the idea that, like, I'm thumbing my nose to the corporate corporate bullshit that says you need this, this, this to yeah, make that's a movie. Yeah, but that's what early MTV This is only what, whatever. About. Well, like, okay, we were talking about how there's there's actually two guys in this movie that I don't even know what the fuck they are. Comedians? Artists? I really don't know. <laughs> they have bald heads and... They have oh, the boxing boxers, gloves, the boxers, and they're yeah. just... <laughs> it's like, uh, I guess this was a thing? I don't necessarily know if this is supposed to be performance art. I don't know. But people said that they were MTV bumpers, just because, like I said, it's a California thing, right? This is all a California thing. Like, 
And I mean, like now, I mean, the the stuff that you would relate it to now is Adult Swim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, how yeah, do you I even think of to yeah. do this shit? Yeah. How do you think of two guys in boxing gear standing up on the thing going? Eh, eh, no, that's something like, they how, did by themselves. Like, it was, it's one of those things that drugs. that was their yeah, thing. Drugs, like, drugs, drugs. It's lots of drugs. It's like a, it's like a it. base brain activity. It's lots just like of drugs. But just think of weird. Like, but think of like I don't know. I mean, it's like it's almost like who does those those sign off videos that you were showing me? It's called it's off the air. Um, and then, like, they have, like, off-the-air food, off-the-air uh, colors, off-the-air lights. Like, they're oh, no, these, I've seen those. Yeah, they're very, like, basic. Like, go with one word, idea, and then create like all a, this. But it's like a stream weird. of consciousness yes. kind of thing where, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's what I thought while what I was, because I was watching this movie going, like, <laughs> wait, where does this fucking, where do the ideas for these scenes come up? Why do we decide to, like, you know, do this next right. to this? Because you can't, there's no way that you can anticipate what this well, movie's gonna do. I mean, but that's, yeah, that's but, a good thing. I mean, right, there's yeah. a simple, I mean, it does have a simple story of, like, when Frenchie goes down there, the king sees, like, oh my god, you know, she's just one of these hot chicks, I'm gonna put her in the cell where I put my favorite concubines, and he finds out later she's of French heritage, and I guess, of course, he is, I suppose. And he's like, well, he wants the franchise, uh, you know, the, yeah. the descendants from God. Yeah, yeah he wants, uh, <laughs> I've been practicing my hervé. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite part is when he sings. It's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it when the princess sings because she has that California voice where she's like, don't you worry, mom. I will oversee now. You know, I mean, yeah. she has this like California like yeah. they, I mean, this is why I love the movie. The music is why I love the movie. It's the best part of the movie, I will say, the, the, the by far. Because yeah. I mean, I even the it, background yes. music—it's got the cool saxophones. It's always got something going on with music or something, and that's why it's like, yeah. I mean, that's why it's like, yeah. They were just kind of making this thing to wrap their music around, kind of to make their musical piece, I suppose. You know? Yeah. Because well, that one scene with Danny Elfman, like, because he's like the devil at one point, and the Mystic Knights, the only go boinger are these zombies. That are like, like ghoul, his yeah, rhythm section like or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that was the one that, like, you know, because, I mean, you've obviously you've seen, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas and, you know, these other films that Danny Elfman has done, like, in the years since. And I'm, like, sitting there going, like, I mean, I can hear the same instrumentation, but it, I don't hear, like, that full-blown, you know, like, presentation of a, a Danny Elfman-type song. But right. that one I thought... Yeah, but was he was the doing that traditional. It was Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, yeah. To be his own. But still, it just had that, yeah, it had that Danny Elfman. Yeah. Because it, it had a march, because it was like. Yeah. <laughs> weird mixed version of Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I really like uh, when uh, Susan Tyrell sings that uh, uh, Hatch from the Witch's Egg. She talks about, like, how uh, how uh, her father tells her that she should marry uh, should marry a man because uh, or she should marry a woman because she's too no mean man. for a man yeah. and like how you know she actually should find the devil. It's a fucking weird song. She wrote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She helped write the lyrics of that. I kind of like the ABC song. And the <laughs> I mean, there's, there's isn't there weird songs that like for no reason you're like. I guess I guess when they're like they're going F F F F you see F U C K and then like the black guys are in the back going you. <laughs> I really like the the uh, uh what is it uh 
He was Tony yes. Gazzo and Rocky. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen Rock, did I shit. tell you to bust his thumbs? T- Rock, when you don't do what I tell He's you to do, you make it look like we're running a charity Wait, out here. He, he was in Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah, dude, they say Tony, Joe Spinell's like the best uh, just co-starring actor. He will raise your movie up just by being a guy in the movie, just because he has a presence about himself. He has a very realistic presence. A very about sweaty, greasy yes, presence. Yes, sweaty, greasy. Yeah, because he's yes. not like a pretty guy, but he's Sleazy. got a real no. presence, man. A real presence. I love Joe Spinell. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. For like, what? I mean, I mean, like I said, Star Crash. Star Crash, <laughs> thank Emperor you. Zorg I've always loved, I've always loved Tony Gaza, man. I don't even remember Star Crash at this point. Oh, wow. I think we're all yeah, that he drunk. he had like a big Dracula cape. So <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can it say that's voice right. over. Was, was he the one that was just making up the script as he went? I think, like, yeah. We have yeah. to fight... No, uh, no, he was voiced over, though. He flying could. Floating City, yes. Yeah, he was voiced it. over. No, that was, that was the guy from Sound of Music. Yeah, that was the dude from Sound of Music. making shit up. As we go, we got a flying city. Oh, they're like, I'm wrong. That was the emperor. Joe Spinell was the count. He was the count. He's the bad guy. The bad guy. I want to talk about yeah. the character Squeeze It, who we Squeeze meet it. before they go into the uh, the the lunchroom or the the school, where for some reason he's in the trash. And I like how there's that lady. It's like, like I said, you can tell these people. I mean, they're I'm, I'm sure they're all amateur fucking actors, right? Because that lady had a really good like accent. She's like. Boy, would you get a load of that guy? You know, what a joy, girl. Maybe amateur actors, but they felt like stage stars. They felt, like, yeah. That's, like, they, that's they where they all come it. from. Yeah. yeah. Very theatrical. And so Squeeze It is some guy who, he's in a trash can for some reason. And he is, to me, he's the <laughs> most every reason. For yeah. every reason. Because you should be in a trash can. And if you see, like, we watched the colorized version that they did uh, a few years ago. But if you see the original black and white version, the actor that plays Squeeze It, what, what was his name? Toad Bay. He had like almost uh, a Japanese name. It was really weird. I can't recall. So, but he like actually has that look of a 1940 star, right? They put that the dark makeup on. The dark lipstick on him. Even in the eyes, they do the eyeliner. Yep. And his voice, he's he got really that does. soft voice like, and he had that story about how like. His, it's Ugg Fudge Buana. No, that wasn't no. it. No? Oh, that was the... Uh, Toshiro Baloney? That, yeah, yeah, Toshiro Baloney. <laughs> so that's obviously a so, uh, pseudonym. So obviously a real name. <laughs> so Hyman Diamond is another star. Hyman Diamond. So he had his story about how his uh, transvestite sister disappeared in the basement. That's what convinces Frenchie to try to go in there. And he's got that story, which is... When I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck? But I was like, I think I've finally uh, mastered the ability of... To uh, astral project. Astral yeah. project. I mean, my mother hurt me so bad, and when the pain... I couldn't stand the pain anymore. I felt like I left my body, and I saw my sister. It was just like, this is fucked up, man. And you see the sister with the Mickey Mouse ears on, because she's a prisoner, of course. Prisoner of the, the same, fucking man. Same right? actor. Yeah, same actor, just dressed in drag, singing some song. 
<laughs> and when he like starts messing up, the frog cuts his ear off and he eats it. it. <laughs> oh, I love that frog. That frog is so crazy. Well, later on, when he's like, the queen said she was going to gouge us with 20-inch cattle prods. And I'm, I'm still, still waiting. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line of the whole movie. We're still waiting. <laughs> Uh, but it's weird. He acts like a chicken for no fucking reason. <laughs> he acts like a chicken. He's like, they shut him away in that room with the chickens. That's why. He just, but yeah. And the mother's like, you want to see the chicken boy? Like, Joe Spinell's just the Navy, like, dude. Like, she, like, she thinks she's going to bring him to the family or something like that. But, yeah, like, she just wants to see the, you want to see the chicken boy? It's like, but it's got nothing to do with it. They don't explain it. They don't, like, <laughs> he yeah. just acts like a chicken. <laughs> and then the chicken talks to him. That was funny. Like, well, we, we'd be there for you, but you can't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're chickens. <laughs> I mean, it is what, I mean, trust me, the more you watch this movie, the funnier it gets. Just because you start to loosen up about it. Well, to me, you start to listen to the music more. You start getting into the lyrics, you know, what they're saying. The life of a sailor, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. Because, yeah, her face gets all sad. Like she's, she's like, I got a hard attic that won't wait. Uh, I gotta leave in an hour. <laughs> yeah, the ship's an hour. Like an hour. No, that's a sailor's life, baby. <laughs> she's all, <"Ooh." laughs> yeah. which we think is Susan Tyrell. We think it was her. No, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mentioned that the movie was originally black and white, yeah. which is that's like you know, I mean, that's an anomaly too. That. They said yeah. they wanted to shoot it on 16 millimeter, and then uh, eventually went to 35. And the idea was they made this movie for three hundred thousand dollars that they were going to ship no. it off to China and have it hand tinted. But that like was the budget they couldn't afford. But supposedly later on, when this was made, this was colorized by some classic company that's yeah. like colorized. But that was like two thousand eight. Like, so yeah, I mean, that's really you know as of right now recent compared yeah, to when it was like the eighty. So it got colored in two thousand eight. So yeah, this was shot in black and white. Yeah, this is a black. This yeah. is, that's a fantastic yeah. transformation well, to what, color, isn't it? There, yeah. there was a lot Holy of times where I was sitting there going, like, you know, I mean, knowing that, I was sitting there going, like, you know, so the choice of making like the guy in the zoot suit in the back of the classroom having him in a purple wardrobe, yeah. you know, that's not the filmmaker's intent. Though. Well, but we don't know that because I mean, at least at least the filmmaker. We should have watched the introduction on this DVD. Because Richard Elfman has a little introduction. Oh, to see if he got to but I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he dealt Robert? with everything. I'm sure it might have been purple when they did it, or at least and we're it's certain that it was shot on was black it shot and white. In color film. and then yeah. made uh, black, it was and black and white. No, it was black and it was white because it was cheap as black. Shot yeah, yeah cheap as I can't even believe you said three hundred thousand. That's a yeah. like I said, a fantastic transformation of color. Like is it wow. modern technology? Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, that's why I like still the, has uh, that weird zombie eyes. Haze. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the zombie eyes where they had the yellow, uh, you know, the yeah. yellow eyes with the red uh, corneas, yeah, uh, pupils, <laughs> red pupils. You know, that was like really cool to look at. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's one of the things that somebody made that decision after the wow. fact. Yeah, know? way after the fact. Like, we're gonna do this. We should give them like weird red and yellow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. The uh, the lighting in this is probably the worst lighting I've ever seen in a, for a, for a feature. Yeah, it's, like, it's not it's even good stage. stage. I mean, it is stage lighting, but it's not even good in that sense. Like, I don't think that was their first concern. To tell you the truth, well, probably not. I almost wonder if that was intentional, though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can. We were saying there's only a few shots in this to me that feel cinematic. There's one. There's one when uh, during the Minnie the Moocher cover where uh, the princess 
is there, and they're doing that 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 pan that that slow zoom in, not slow necessarily, but they're doing that zoom in. To me, that's right. a, I love that image. That's a beautiful image of her, like worried, looking at you know, coming after her. And then there was one scene during the dancing where the camera was down low, and the people were the all the girls were like dancing, kind of like going kind of parallel down, almost like a hallway or whatever. And it's like it's like those were really the only two really cinematic shots in the movie. But well, I think it's it, like it, it it feels like, and I'm assuming that this is the case. That you got people who were educated in you know stagecraft yeah. and you know musical theater who said, "Let's make a movie." Don't know shit about making yeah. movies. Yeah, and just said, "This is what well, you do." Because nice. I mean, there was a lot well, of you know, like, this is the easy writer, right? <laughs> Eye lines didn't match up. No, I mean, they take very, what they knew and put film. They're like, "We're gonna." Insert a camera into this, and yeah. didn't they do a lot of like oink, uh, mystical nights, boingo boingo, like stage shows and stuff yeah. like that? So yeah. basically, this is basically an adaptation. It's that. It's almost like a live. It's a yeah. yeah a it's a movie way. version of those things, a yeah. full length feature before movie. MTV connected by the animation. You had, I mean, this is yeah, their music video. Had, I mean, that's whatever. what you're saying. It's like the wall or Tommy. Yeah, or, you know, it's something. just one of the, it's like a musical visual experience. It's yeah. just putting a visual experience to your music, almost because I mean, back in the day, music. Video Videos were created specifically just to show the record companies. Not for any other reason. They were only there to promote bands to the record companies. That's the only reason you would make a video. That's it. And then one day it's like, uh, we've got all these videos. Uh, that's how MTV came around. It was just, well, we've got Friday all these night vi- videos before that. You remember? What? Yeah, anybody? No, no holy Friday shit. Night, no. It was like on Friday nights at like <laughs> 10. Tell us, sir. Tell us. Tell us about videos. when these Let's get around the fire and you tell us what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> when there was three channels on MTV. <laughs> I want to say it was NBC. There NBC? were three channels and at Friday nights at like 10. Did it have a bandstand do videos? 15 miles uphill both ways, huh? <laughs> it was like um, after the news. But yeah, yeah didn't America Bandstand do videos? I don't remember. I don't think so. I thought they did some videos though. My memory I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm not like whatever. Beatles, yeah. Dancing. Yeah. All I know is that music videos were made for just pr- promotional to the companies, and then it became dancing. the thing, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, let's. There's I mean, also a Friday Night Live for a brief period of time. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Whoa. And I can only Whoa. guess this movie. I mean, very long. is what made like I mean, the Oingo Boingo just became this cult thing in California, supposedly creating ska. You know, the whole horns of punk, supposedly creating that. I don't yeah. know if they're credited with it or if they they self proclaim it. As far as I know, like you said, these were guys were from '72. These guys have been rocking since fucking 1972. And rocking. I want to say, oh yeah, exactly. Well, they, they only rocked been. for like what, like 10, 10 years. But then yeah, the, the Oingo Boingo <laughs> rocked for since But the Oingo Boingo rocked until '94 was their final finale show. Oh yeah, '94 or '96. So I mean, Oingo Boingo. Plus, like I said, Oingo Boingo is so embedded in all these movies. And then Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, one of the only goddamn '80s pop stars to rise above the bullshit pop scene and actually do full orchestra music. Right? I mean, yeah. He won a fucking Oscar. I can't think of too. How many more. other pop stars from the '80s? He won an Oscar for Men in Black. The did, did he, he win an Oscar? Yeah, did he? Uh, I'm pretty sure he won uh, an Oscar for the. Maybe, does some Captain Google guy want to back me up here? <laughs> You're pretty sure Danny Elfman got it. It's true because it's one of those like it's. I, I thought it was like a pity Oscar. It's like he's deserved it so many times before 
they were like, Men in Black, let's give him the Oscar. <laughs> well, there was a period of time when it just seemed like everything was Danny. Like, it's distinct, you know, the Pee Wee's like Big the Adventure, the Tales from the Crypt, the Simpsons, you know, Batman, uh, you know, I mean, like everything, Edward Scissor, all the Tim Burton stuff. He had that had quirky... That. Dun 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 it wasn't Are you like dun, 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 you get the dun, dun, Danny Elfman sense, even from like Spider-Man stuff. He made. See, I didn't think I, I get. I got just. He, it was a really just like driving thing of a no 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 no. I still think. Well, I mean, I still think there's that through line that just kind of. Because it's not like that. Like I said, it's not like that. Right. Bells and shit. Right. Of course, I mean. I mean, we'd be oh, foolish Batman. if not to mention. I mean, the reason I love this movie, the reason it came on my radar, is because I'm a fucking Danny Elfman fan. I've been an Oingo Boingo fan ever since I heard Dead Man's Party and Weird Science, and that got me into, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, I saw Nightmare Before Christmas actually when it first came out in theaters, before all these fucking bloom cookies like got a hold of it. What I've never, the fuck? I've never seen Nightmare. Wait, what are what are this is driving me crazy. <laughs> It's the best musical in the world. Not the best movie, best musical, I swear. Nightmare Before Christmas? Repo. This man's never seen it. Oh, you know what? Shut up. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. No more. No more. Everybody yell at Colin. Get over it. Get over it. We're all going to take turns. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman was a real musical genius, goddammit. Wrote a musical. So this My favorite musical is Sound of Music. Wait a well, second. Yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody is. Before we get too far away from it, what are gloom cookies? Gloom yeah, cookies. Goth people? They're goth, yeah, goth yeah. heroin. If yeah. you go into go look at the cro- topic, the crow, crow one and two. And Nightmare Before Christmas have been co opted. Gloom cookies. Like, gloom, not all this. gloom cookies. They're okay, heroin yeah. goth you get, people. Like, lunch pails. Repo is gloom cookie. That sounds like some people Crow would be City of Angels. Gloom free. I am allergic. That's what it sounds like. So are these people, are the people the gloom cookies? They wear the. They wear the uh, they wear the the yeah. like the striped like high knee socks you have no idea yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, yeah, no. It's, it's emo I'm yeah, gonna spend the next three hours after we're done here googling gloom cookies but what if I'm just so awesome that this is yeah. all my I'm like he can make it I'm up. like it's Buddha not, where you enlighten yourself it's a cooler gloom name cookie. for emo I actually kind of like it okay so so I like this because this is kind of like this is kind of like Bloom hold on, cookie. hold on, hold on. This is kind of like Danny Elfman's first musical. Oh, it's a goth comic book series. Well, come on, let's right, get off. That makes yeah, sense. Off that yeah, makes this sense. is like Danny Elfman's first musical. Like you know, because right after this is when he did Pee Wee's his first movie. Well, not right after this because Pee Wee was like eighty four, eighty two, or something like that. Right, eighty four. Right? I want to say eighty four. I want to say eighty four. Yeah. You know, so then of course, like I said, Nightmare Before Christmas. You got the Corpse Bride. You got. Other music. Well, what are you saying that? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it wasn't a musical, was it? Well, no, but it had like what, at least two or three numbers, didn't it? I don't even remember. I music. thought it at least had two or three musical numbers because that's what was so weak about it. It's like, oh, they, I expected you know, I it to be gonna... something like Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly, that's what was wrong with it, right? So that's why I just love this fucking movie, regardless of how bizarre it is, regardless of how. I mean, there's just some shit I like about this fucking movie. Uh, Fucking the bizarre. Naked, I think about the naked girl. Uh, 
I think They're her name the was the princess. Oh, oh, man. Viva, she was I was I was hoping to see Frenchie naked. Yeah, but still, that's one of those things where it's like I like it because it, it does have that kind of sexy cabaret feel. Yeah, it you does. Know, it's she's got that, topless like, in every scene that she's in. Topless. She's and she's holding her like hair up, so oh, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. like that's how I love her. She comes in the scene with her hair up. Uh, with her arm just holding her the the those, those nipples hair. are like torpedoes. Holy man. shit! I they can't are. Believe yeah, they're I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> There's <laughs> something else. Yeah, they're. I don't know if they're good or bad. I can't. No, they were great. They, they were, were really they great. Were That's the best thing when you have the friend who can be the creeper for you. Think <laughs> of all the good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's a very good-looking girl who was uh, not afraid to not wander afraid. around through the entire film with a top off. Yeah, couldn't act, couldn't sing, and dance and everything. Didn't I mean, too. There were times where she was shaking. That shaking was a cool scene at the very end. That was a cool scene where where it's like, welcome to the land of. And pleasure, hey, where it's like obviously she they're they're reversing the the dance, like they're dance. She's like dancing in a circle, but they're reversing it. That's fucking weird. Yeah, cute. That's just cute. You didn't <laughs> see that? I didn't see that. Yeah, you gotta uh, see that. They're reverse. Like actually, this movie requires multiple watches actually. Well, there's, there's a just lot of shit going on. I mean, there. like even when yeah. we went into the uh, you know the classroom scene. Like, Sean goes, I see Hitler. I mean, so you look over and there's, like, <laughs> right. a guy dressed like Hitler. But you want to stop and watch fucking, There's everything. weird shit going on in the background of, like, There's everything. a girl that has, like, cat makeup on. She's wearing leopard skin prints. And, like, some people are guys that are dressed up like girls. I don't know. Like, it's, it's those, were the, those were the same, like, let, 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 let. those were the same guys. As the, oh, the pig nose Yeah, the pig nose yes. girls. Yes. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. The teacher as well. Like I don't know what it is, but it's fascinating to look at that. It was weird. It's weird. It's just like you can't take your eyes it's off. It's weird. Don't know what it's it very is. like, and but I don't the know if on like lips and everything. Oh, it's fascinating. I don't know. What I it don't is. know if like can't look away. Okay, get the. Uh, I mean, this is a weird thought, but just follow me here, and I don't mean, and I don't mean to offend anybody. Everybody hang on. <laughs> well, this is the audience. I don't want to offend the audience. Because it's, it's going to be a statement that some people might not like, but I, I got to make it. Oh, boy. Because in that, well, it's not that bad, but it might be. Just leave out the Jews. In the, the 80s, in the 80s the like, okay, if you watch trauma movie, if you watch early trauma movies, if you watch this, how they're very cynical about homosexuality, about almost like like a weird, like, I, you know what I'm saying? There's like a very weird, like... I don't want to say they're not demeaning it. They're not saying this is the degradation of society or nothing like that. They're just, but they're drawing attention to exactly, it. Exactly, they're drawing attention to it. Yeah. And sometimes because I, I like when when the dude brings up his cross dresser, the guy's like, "Yeah, he's a faggot." He's like, "You're the faggot, faggot," you know, <laughs> or you know. So they kind of protect it, but they still kind of like urge this weird, like not you know, like I said, it's not about like. Yeah, I guess maybe I read it wrong. I thought that probably a lot of the people in the cast were gay and just right. like, getting on with like a, you know, and that was probably like. But I don't know. To me, it seems a little cynical because just the way how how the 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 grandpa the nephew were just like humping everything and anything and just kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all cynical, right? There's well, nothing about this movie not a hundred percent fucking cynical. Just cynical. There's that Oingo Boingo song called Ain't This the Life. <laughs> and, and and even though this has nothing to do with this movie, just the idea of how cynical these people are, where he goes, one of the lines is, hanging out with Lynn and Susie, have a, have a, have like, uh, damn it, I'm forgetting it now. Have a, damn it, have a something in the jacuzzi. You know, they're very cynical about 
just the life people are living or something. Sure, I, mean, I don't yeah. know if it's everybody's life or... Because you can't be cynical about everybody's. Everybody feels like their own important shits, whatever. Well, so you could just be cynical about... I guess about, in a way maybe, you know, that everybody... So, like, everyone is treated as a sex object. There's women in chains in the basement of this place. But that's so Everybody that. is, like... <laughs> Exploitation is... And it's right? it, like, yes. like, the grab, they hump... It, it, like, if they, they see a really. woman, they hump... They hump they a the guy once or twice in there, too. They didn't care. I cannot believe I could forget that fucking lyric. They remind me of, like, humping <laughs> Mario <laughs> Brothers, you know? Because they, they, they all take His their mustache, turn. His beard. Right? Yeah. they walk behind each other and... Yeah, but I love I, I love Marie Pascal's name, Susan B. Hercules. I just love. There's something about that to me. That's like, damn. There's just something about that I like. Did you know that Quirky. in addition to being the director's wife, she was also the production designer for the entire movie? All really? the sets were hers. Wow. I don't know if I'd admit that. <laughs> but, it was, but it was like various monkeys. Like I said, there was very. It's like I mean, literally cardboard with the doors cut yeah. out. They'd open the cardboard. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, out, an was art style. There was yeah. a car that was made out of cardboard, and the guy was yeah. like in order to. Draw Drive it. He was walking. He was walking. Well, like I said, yeah. if you watch like Guar videos, it's all like styrofoam, like 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 whatever, and it's all done in their style because they're only as good as artists as they are. They're not realists or nothing like that, so it still has their like kind of quirkiness to it. It's intentionally cheap in order to have a style. It's yeah, like yeah. our style is going to be, you know. Really, really cardboard, cheap. you know. <laughs> yeah, because even look at look at when look at the uh, the scenery when there's the two boxer guys and there's just the big heads that look like that. It's like yeah. that is very, yeah. They look that look like yellow submarine type drawings and stuff like that. You know, the very simple, very you know, because like I said, this is. I mean, yeah, this came out in eighty, but I'm sure they started making it in seventy eight, seventy nine, or something like that, right? So probably they were working on it for ten years. No, I don't know. Who, this. I, I just, well, who knows? This is probably one of those things that you shoot a little bit, then work something, yeah, go and back I, and I, I see what they were going for. But to me, like the most impressive set was the, maybe I'm a minimalist. I don't know, but the uh, the white room with the the long dining <laughs> the room table dining room table and the guy as the chandelier the <laughs> naked the, guy yeah, yeah the from, guy with I don't know hanging on some sort yeah. of which I so, mean that's a talent right he had, he was hanging straight and it is one of those things where you could turn around I right. mean they got kind of an and acrobat and he candles in his feet too. Can, he's, he's holding, holding candles feet. by his toes yeah. and his hands well, yeah but I mean everybody in this thing seemed to have some kind of physical prowess it's something I mean in the school the black guy gets up there and does the the he dance. dance yeah. You know, yeah, there's always some kind of like the old athletic guy before he gets zapped by the gun. He's doing his thing too. That was Richard Elfman. Yeah, that was Richard Elfman. He's, He's doing, doing that. I thing. like how that was reversed too. Right. It was yeah. all like, but until he, until they edited to that when you clap your hands, <laughs> you know that, that's what it added to form. Yep. Oh, and the eighties was really good at like, or maybe it was the seventies that started it, but like the speeding up the film. And different right, scenes, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like it was even happening before that. That was even. Yeah. What, would you call that Benny Hill comedy? Right? It's, it's, it's Benny, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, or like the, that dancing. Even like the Beatles would do it. Where like the feet don't look like they're moving, but they're all like, <laughs> yeah, walking right. in a line. I love yeah. that. In, like you were saying, how this is like a like a '30s cartoon. I like that idea that when the father comes down. How the there's dimension. the three, the three, yeah, to the forbidden zone. Yeah, there's the three like fat girls just sitting there eating bananas. He's like, whoa, hello, ladies, whoa. And then he like walks a little bit. And he finds the frog butler uh, fucking the princess. And I like how she just goes, oh, 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 oh. That's 
That's her only reaction is the oh, oh, point and like make a sound. And then when he runs back and he slips on the banana peels, the fact that it's like, that's how you wrap a seed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There could have been a few more things in there to make it really feel like it wrapped around. Uh, but that's still, pretty I, tight. That's airtight. I appreciate the thought. I appreciate the thought. I mean, I really think they're on a lot. I like it when, when he gets imprisoned after that. And then the grandpa and, the, and uh, his his uh, and uh, and uh, the kid or whatever his fucking name kid four year old guy <laughs> when they Squeeze find it. yeah no no the one the yeah yeah Gramps flash. The, the, oh, yeah, flash right. whatever flash flash when he's uh, in the jail cell they're like we'll get you out of here pops he goes bye I'm a rat up there I'm a rat down he here that Jewish. yeah no he was he was that Jewish go back and listen <laughs> well, to him why be in that world he did the world he wasn't also Count in Dracula. the veil he said in the veil he said in the veil world why be in the veil world I want to bite your goins so what's the deal with the? So there's there's a, a quick scene like as it, this is coming to its climax. Uh, there's this girl, she's all you know tied up, and then the Shriners get her. The Shriners, yeah, the Shriners. they're like because it's like, like humper to death. Yeah, they, the yeah. queen. Oh, they ra- so, they gang raped the shit. Yeah, the out queen of like makes. <laughs> the well, queen, when you like, put it like that, Brent, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, the on. queen has her own That's... like crazy like sex depraved like crazy yeah. like sex whatever depraved cell thing. Shriners. Yeah, they like... and and, <laughs> and the punishment I mean, is he's all... gonna throw her into the cell with the the spikes. The sex depraved Shriners. Oh, we forgot to mention that. I like the real queen. The real queen scene when Flash right. the kid finds the oh, it's the ex queen, but the other queen seduced me even though I'm not attracted to her, you know, or whatever for some reason. This is like, but I've been keeping myself busy by writing a screenplay. And he's <laughs> like, humping her, but he's a, yeah, he's humping her for some reason. That's my only problem with the movie. Really, is a lot of these weird humping things. I'm like, eh, he's humping. Whatever, I guess. It's so, it's, yeah. They get well, so wrapped up in their humping, they even hump each other. Like, that's I think for yeah. some reason I think that's funny when he's humping her, the grandpa hits him on the head, he humps her, then he just goes back and starts humping the grandpa. It's like in a weird line. Oh, it's just that's a ridiculous thing, but it's funny. Yeah, at that point, it's like this sort of like lemmings like idea, you know, like one, you know, the the idea as a whole. Yeah, everybody just it doesn't matter who's in the way, just hump hump away. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know what they were trying to say there. I don't know. I don't they're know. Just yeah. like that's all we think about. Or the <laughs> those characters anyway something like that because like I said there's some things in this movie where it's like holy shit they made a point there they kind of made like one of those like anti-fucking like the main points here well, and like with the uh, I mean the bottomless girl that's backwards it's, there's almost like these humping stations like they know that they're supposed to get to this point or like the fat chicks you know like you, you get there and it's the you, end of the level for the and, Mario Brothers yeah. as we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah and you just you have to Instead hump of jumping them, on the flag they just or it gives them power you know power well, I mean sex <laughs> is some type of currency in this world the king wants to throw over the queen because the Frenchie has shown up and he wants to yes. hump her uh, you got uh, Satan does. wants to hump the princess. the princess. I mean, everybody wants. There's some kind of action going on. Like it's just a very sexual movie. Just but I think just the exploitation cabaretness or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah, ideas. It was kind of a fun game to watch and see when what's her face's boobs were going to fall out. It's funny. Right? Yeah, it's very funny that she always yeah. lets yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she always yeah. lets it come out a little bit. I I just love her. There's something about her I love, dude. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty. Travis great. has got like a serious. Just case eccentric. She's very eccentric. I love it. 
And she's got a set of lungs on her. <laughs> I just, yeah, her voice Very is just awesome. Lungs. She's just got that awesome yes, voice. Her voice. <laughs> In a, uh, I mean, I guess we should just talk about like the so the the ex queen shows up and like kind of like I like you know puts out the fucking switchblade, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's fucking classic. So like, it's going up your your ass next, bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was so crazy. And, uh, what do you say? Your buns smell like locks, honey. I can smell it from here. Yeah. I've not looked up what locks is. I don't know what that means. Does anybody know what that means? Your buns smell like locks, honey. I can smell Isn't them from it here. Like fish? Is locks fish? Locks or, no, well, or she was wearing locks. But I don't know. But I don't know what they mean by that. Your what do locks smell like? Like locks and bagels. Your buds smell. I don't know what that is, but right. Should we Google it? Locks real quickly so we don't seem like complete morons. Because I have always wondered this. It's like your butt. Because it's he said it like it's such a weird like uh like it's such a weird like. Like feminine, feminine way. Like ah, your buns smell like oh, locks. Locks, L O X is a fish. Yeah, oh, there you go. Your buns smell like locks, honey. I can smell it from here. That's funny. Well, <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I like what's really funny. You notice how it's like they did that really cheesy throw the knife, and they just stuck the knife in right. Susan Tyrell's wrist. But then she threw the knife, and they actually did a special effect yeah. for showing the thing through his uh, leg. Uh, uh, uh. I was yeah. like, "That's weird." I wonder what. Yeah, and that, that sort of guy was off the day that. Oh, yeah, man, man, man. Well, that's that sort of realism. Like a wristlet that could just slide it into. Yeah. <laughs> like this movie, it's kind of shocking when you actually see like a realistic violent shot because like everything is so you know fantastical. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! So yeah, I think that was for the Forbidden Zone. The Forbidden Zone. Forbidden in the zone. end, uh, I mean, it. Uh, what the queen? Frenchie queen becomes dies. the queen. Frenchie becomes the queen. Yeah, I love that 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 final song where she goes, "You are my kingy." <laughs> she says, "Kingy." She calls him kingy. I think that's cute. Yeah, you are that, my kingy. Probably so they can rhyme Frenchie. The, Maybe. <laughs> you guys, I think it's jackass. Three. What? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Right. Stop here. <laughs> well, the, I, I, I can see a big influence from this film on, on those characters or those, you know, whatever, those jackasses. Because, like, the whole end scene of this, and I know it's reminiscent of, like, the 1920s big, you know, Where musical, it but it's very, it's, it's like they have seen this film and the theatrics that they do in their films. I can see it. And now I, I, I kind of get a sense of where it came from. Brent, your mind is fascinating. It's from <laughs> possibly from this. You make up your own history. <laughs> it, it, it could be. I, I don't Jackass. know for sure. That's a beautiful human being. Right? I don't know for sure, but we'll, we'll see. I just well, thought it was funny that it doesn't return to the real world at the end of the... They're happy starts. being there. They're yeah, happy everybody's being happy the being in the sixth dimension. They'll be in yeah. the imaginary <clears throat> world. I like Happy the final song because they, what they as say, as they say, uh, dad was. like, welcome to the land of sin and pleasure. Like, co- like come with us as we conquer, like, like, like galaxies and planets. Like, it's such a weird, it's so, to me, like, once you like learn the lines and the dialogue and stuff like that, it's, it is one of those things where there's kind of a bigger world, there's a bigger universal world if you only read the script, right? There is kind of this big because, like I said, they're gonna go. They're this the sixth dimension is gonna create. Well, the king's 
plan is to create fucking zombie babies to take over the other realities <laughs> or true. whatever. That's true. Yeah. When you see the zombie babies march. The <laughs> when dead, they eat it. <laughs> the zombie babies march. I'll have the, what, the Air Corps. The, the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps. The Marine Corps. The zombie. <laughs> Jeez. You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so I, I don't I, like. I said uh, to me personally, that is what I get when I don't when they don't give me everything, and they do say a line about conquering other galaxies. And it's like, boom! My mind gets in there, my imagination gets in there. Then my imagination starts to fill in everything, nudge it, and everything that actually lacked in there. Just because you got the characters, you got the fantasy, you could take it on your own. And build more around it, you know, build more of a whatever. I mean, there's not much sense to be made of it, but, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, man. And the theme apparently was repurposed for the theme for the Dilbert cartoon show. Just throwing that. I'm sorry? What? Okay, explain this. Now you're just reading shit and, 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 <laughs> and throwing it and out and it back to us. Yeah, yeah, Dilbert. I expect us to figure it out. Know, Dilbert. Dilbert. The comic book yeah, the Dilbert cartoon show know, wasn't around okay. for very long. Okay, so we got that. Yeah, how, yeah, how, okay, but how relate? How are you relating this? Uh, the theme to Forbidden Zone, Danny Elfman used it for the theme to the Dilbert cartoon show. Really? That's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> <laughs> the living in the sixth dimension. Living in the sixth dimension. Yeah, things yeah. get wrong. He says it's a, it's a different orchestration or a different whatever. I gotta check that out now. Yeah. Hopefully we're not wrong. Hopefully we're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, we have been. It was on yeah, IMDb. It, uh, it was on IMDb trivia. Vlog I believe he's right. <laughs> and what, we heard that they're making a part two now? Hopefully? They're always That's making a part two yeah, or something. Pretty always... sure Susan Tyrell's dead. I know Herve is dead. Uh, well, I mean, I guess her character died anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just, and Richard Elf is divorced from Frenchie. Oh, that's so sad. Sadness. Damn it. And wait, do we figure out how they're related to Jenna Elfman? Uh, Doesn't Richard Elfman have a son named Bodie? Yes. Yes, who married Jenna. Who married Jenna, who became Darman Craig. All right. <laughs> that's the oh, forbidden yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the first part of, like, you know how, like, the the the, the uh, Coppolas, the, you know, anybody can get a job as a fucking Coppola. You know, it's like, El- like, when I saw that Jenna Elfman, I was like, oh, my God, is it beginning? The Elfman family <laughs> dynasty in Hollywood, like. My kid's gonna be in it now. And that's no. as far as it went. It is as far as it went. Darwin Gray. Even though, even she though, have a kid. Jenna Elfman, what movie? She Benji. was just in some comedy Something. movie. Uh, uh, I mean, small role, small role in a modern day comedy in the past year or two. I don't know what the fuck it was. I believe Travis is correct. I'm. I'm pretty. You sure probably are. I can't recall if it was. Uh, she's not really I, I just can't recall. I, I just can't recall. Can't recall. I have no idea. Correct, she dude. was on some talk show promoting the fact that she was in something. Yeah. Well, there it is. Don't you wrap it up, Brett? Wrap it up, Brett! Wrap it up! Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay, audience, I urge you, don't see this movie. Do not watch <laughs> this movie. Don't don't watch it. Get the soundtrack. Listen to the soundtrack. Because, I mean, that's where all, you're going to get all your joy from is the music. In this and it's very simple. Don't waste. I know we've been talking about this and having a good time talking oh. about it, but I urge you not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we lured him into a false sense of you no son light. of a bitch. We're having a good time here, laughing about the fucking Star Crash. Live it up, live it up, oh. live it up. 
Buzzball. <laughs> Tom. Tom, this may be your last wrap up for a while. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make it a good one. Yeah. Um, hmm. Holy shit, that was your wrap up? I like it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. So, that's, wow. This that is, movie is is beyond strange. It's weird. It is a product <laughs> of a put that strange drug induced warped mind. Um however it is very much a product of the the uh like you know, if you grew up in the eighties watching those like weird M T V bumpers or you know, if if you watch Adult Swim and you like Adult Swim and all the fucking weirdness that Adult <laughs> Swim entails, I like it for fifteen minutes. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people it was out only there. An hour and twelve minutes. You know, viewers. Well, there's a lot of viewers out there who like the weirdness that is fucking Adult Swim, and if you can tolerate that stuff, then you know what, you're gonna enjoy this movie. No, I don't think that's right because I love adults. Uh, you know, and I, I didn't. Hey, I mean, I, this movie was just as warped as those goddamn crows. Yeah, but right? those are only like. Are you talking about Drinky Crow or what's no. his name? Nah, it's a fucking damn. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go all no. into it. I'm just saying. Are we, we'll okay. cut it there, but we're gonna have to see this. Just know what the fucking crows are. After the fucking uh, crows, man. God damn it! It's a music video thing, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, so um, we'll get it. Yeah, if if you like that that weird, the really weird shit, ah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna. I mean, you, you, yeah, you need to check this movie out. Uh, however, however, for the rest of the normal world, you should probably, you know, this movie definitely ain't for everybody. It's fucking weird. Uh, normal people probably stay far, <laughs> far away. Um. But if you like that, if you gr- like the 80s stuff, the MTV, if you like Adult Swim and all that weirdness that entails, you'll really like this movie. Uh, me, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I guess, uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, I'm surprised you just didn't hate it. I'm surprised that you're giving it even a torn. Is like wow, this frog, is like probably the, the most frog, positive yeah. fucking <laughs> the frog, like, yeah. the frog. like review of my movie. Like, uh, yeah, ever had. I, got, I, got, I, I thought it was the weirdest. Fun. I thought this was going to be the one he was going to blow up about. I. Uh, That's funny. Know, I like the fucking frog. I, yeah, I got, the frog <laughs> is pretty fucking cool. Frog. Um, you know, uh, I kind of wish I'd been a little bit more drunker. I, think that I told been, you to get uh, there. You got to get to the that, sixth uh, dimension. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not there, more drunker. Uh, well, now's the, now he's right for the movie. Yeah, it's time to yeah, start it again. Yeah, no, yeah, no I'm good. Um, no, yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoy. I enjoyed my time. It was weird, but uh, it's it's. I don't think I'll watch it again. But um, I, you know, if you if you, it's you know if you're the right person. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't really give it a, a positive. It's oh. like you're either like you're either not gonna like it or you're gonna <laughs> like it, and you know who you are. <laughs> Classic. Um, I will never watch this movie again, <laughs> but I will recommend this movie to everyone I come across because. Uh, <laughs> 
for pain and suffering purposes? I, I, I'll never you watch it again. You just got to experience you, it, you, right? You, you, just, I, like, <laughs> you want to see something fucked up? Watch this movie. Because <laughs> holy shit. Like, I'll, I'll never need to watch it again. It is burned into my head, <laughs> and I will never forget it. Oh, yeah. um, There's more fucked up things out there. This is... Like the fucking not, goddamn not, crows. It's not fucked up. It's just... Fucking weird. Augmented. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, like what the how the fuck do you think to get to this in order? Like we're gonna. Ugh. All right. Drugs, mescaline. I, I, I mean, drugs and just fuck. My God. Yes, I, I will. Uh, I'll never watch it again. But I, I do. I, I do appreciate. Like I saw the influences. Like I said, from the 1930s cartoons and like the music. I, I like the music of this movie. Like I thought that was this. Like I said, most entertaining part of this movie. But uh, but I'll never see it again. I recommend it to you, listener. Watch it once. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. I recommend right. everybody. Even the normal folks. Once. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Because especially the normals. Right. Especially <laughs> the normals. Because if you're a normal folk, like this will like maybe this is the movie that gets you onto that fucking It'll weird fucking path where you just your experiment with some eye, shit. Man. Yeah. This will open your mind. But uh, but yeah, they're, they're, that's yeah. That's it. Like I'll never forget this movie. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. It is. Uh, you know, I mean. <clears throat> While we've been talking, I've been sitting here, you know, thinking about like the primary thing that I think works against us is it's, uh, you know, the way that it looks. I mean, it's very, you know, stagey and very cheap, but, you know, I always kind of use like my metric of like if a movie is bad or not is based on like, did you have enough money to accomplish what your goal was? And like in the case of we watched Sharknado a number of weeks ago, and it was like clearly they didn't have enough uh, resources to make what they had in their mind you know, out there on the screen. Whereas I think this movie like actually does do like the, what's on the screen. It was the original intention. So they, it's like how successful were they capturing that? I think they did it. I mean, I think this is what, you know, they wanted to, to get out there. Um, I think it's probably, you know, Tom was saying something to the effect that, you know, it's a, it's a product of the eighties and all that. There's always going to be people like tripping on acid and, and smoking pot this movie is for you. I mean, you're, you're always going to need, like, you got to sit there and trip out to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, some David Lynch movie. Into the wall. That's way better. Well, because yeah. you got, like, eight hours or something. I mean, you got, you know. So, <laughs> you got to right. right. Remember throw that frog that was just squeaking? You got to trip out for two hours. Right, you know. Cool World, Twin Peaks, Firewalk with me, and some, you know, Forbidden Zone. Uh, yeah, That's I think Saturday. It's, oh, it's, I want Colin to put it together his tweaking list. <laughs> some, of those will fuck you up, the some of those will mess you up. <laughs> the original up. movie, 87. But yeah, I mean, it's a one of a kind movie experience. It's not for all tastes, but I mean, you fucking listen to this whole show. You're either curious about it or you've seen it. You know, I mean, I would recommend it, I think. So. That's Holy fuck. I can't believe <laughs> Colin gave a movie of mine a recommendation, let alone the freakiest movie I think I can come up with. I've always loved this movie just because I saw this movie maybe about 10 years ago. Actually, when I was in Afghanistan, I saw this movie. I ordered it in Afghanistan. I, had, I used to have the black and white version, but for some reason, I don't even know why. I got rid of it, and now it's worth like $100. So I had to get the colorized version, even though I don't necessarily mind the colorized version because it does look kind of nice. 
Yeah. You know, it looks kind of, you know. But I appreciate it too. Yeah. Color. Yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if I would have liked it as much if it wasn't black. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say. color helped. Yeah. It's more psychedelic with the color. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like real color, but mm. it does. It's that pastel John Wayne mm. fucking color, right? Yeah. yeah. Po- the, 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 the version, we didn't watch it, but there's a special featured version that has pop-up trivia. I wonder how cool that would be. Yeah, I, I'm actually curious. We I should I should have watched watch that it. just to know some shit before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean I just I mean I've shown this to there's actually a girl who introduced me to Oingo Boingo, you know. I mean she showed I, I well actually I heard Dead Man's Party on this Elvira's Halloween Haunted Hill. That's right. Yeah. And I have been a fucking Oingo Boy like, oh my god, this guy gets my soul when it comes <laughs> to just the way he talks about kinda like not necessarily horror related things, but just kinda it's the horror really darker tales from the crypt. Yeah, Beetle just Duke, yeah, he did tell some Tim Burton, yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, and when I sh- tried to show her this movie, she <laughs> didn't even she fucking said, Fuck you. didn't even give it. Te- she's like, I don't think I could take this. You know, like it's too much. It is almost like it's like it's like overload. It's really. And I find you get that with, like, well, I keep on coming back to Guar movies. Because, really, if you watch a Guar movie, you will kind of see the same hectic environment. Great. Can I make, like, a quick interjection? Sure. So the way that you're talking about this is the same way that I experience, like, Baz Luhrmann movies. Like, uh, Strictly Ballroom or Moulin Rouge. Exactly. You go into that, and it's like, there's no, like, kind of... Uh, getting you into it gently, it's like, bam, you're in, like, some yeah, fucked up, like, fast yeah, minute. Like, you, you, can you, either... you adapt after, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You, you Great Gatsby in 3D. <laughs> fucked up. Okay, and that's almost why I say, like, <laughs> this movie is worth multiple watches. Because it gets less and less hectic as you experience it. I would agree, because I appreciated the movie more as we sat here and talked about it, like, going through it again. And I, th- I, I, I would think... Probably appreciate it more on multiple viewings. I don't think I could physically do that. (laughs) I don't think so. I I think if you like them watching, I kind of like. You might have to pick this for the next free show because we're talking about it. I'm like, eh, you know, like it. It it had a story. It had. It had music. It had music. The music music drives this movie. I actually, I mean, I think Pink Floyd, the fucking wall. Uh, The music drives that movie. Yeah. it's, it's but that also, weird, I know? mean, Pink Floyd is on like a different level. Like, did this film actually come out in theaters? Uh, it was like a midnight movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it was totally. on like the circuit with like the racer had. The only reason the color version Pink came out is because I want to say the stuff. black, the DVD version must have been pretty pop. You know what I mean? Because I mean, yeah, I don't think this is on VHS or something. Yeah, I remember it was. Was it? Yeah, I had it. I worked in a video store. Really? No shit. Holy shit! If I'd known. So, I mean, it's just because it is one of those things where when, even when I, even as a huge Oingo Boingo fan, I ordered this and Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo is kind of different than Oingo Boingo because it, it's just more, I don't even know. Acidic. It's not punk. It's not pop punk or nothing like that. It's just fucking music kind of, right? It's percussion shit, xylophones, saxophones, drums. There's like a band, like old uh, school, like not a big band, but. I'd actually see kind of a big band, right? It's a it's big like band. Squirrel There's a set. Sa- well, that's a big band. You got your saxophone group. You got your percussionist group. You got your, you know, not a lot of strings. You know, there's not a lot of strings. There's some guitar or whatever the fuck. And, uh, but yeah, I think the first time I watched this, I was kind of lukewarm to it. But the more the music got onto me, just because I, I, you know, I get Danny Elfman's thing, right? You know, like 
and the music got onto me to where I, you know, I got the soundtrack, I listened to the soundtrack, I'd watch the movie again for the music, and, and then I would just pick it. Like I said, it seems hectic, but the more you watch it, the less hectic it becomes, and you get more into the joke. You become more part of the joke. Once you're used to it, you get to kind of relax, and you're not so like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the, you know, what the hell, what's going, why, why, why? Yeah. It's like your brain is trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. But as long as you realize that, and like I said, you get into the, because I think you do have to like the music for multiple years. You just do have to like the music, because it's, prim- like I, I keep on repeating, it's primarily a musical thing. It's, you know, it is. And I, I think that maybe the trouble is, like, I, I, I like trouble. the weird trouble. shit today. And like Me this, <laughs> this this stuff it just doesn't stack up. It's always a quiet one. I mean, like you're talking about how like people are experiencing this, like whoa, it's crazy. But to me, it's not. It's like a stage performance, and yeah. it's because the shit he watches is far crazier than the shit we just watched. <laughs> but I mean, I I don't know that. I mean. That's going to be in the news soon, <laughs> according to Tom. Well, I mean, weird is weird, right? It's timeless. <laughs> but like this, I, I just don't think brings it to that level. I mean, I think music. Really? I think the music. <laughs> I think the music does. It's weird. It's no, weird. No, but, what he's saying is that but, Brent is so far yeah. gone. He sees yeah, it as, as it, normal. It's like yeah. Brent's mind weird. is so fucked up. Yeah, but Brent's weird level way up here. This movie is kind of like right I mean, here. Yeah, I like yeah. what Tom said before Adult Swim. This was that fucking type of comedy, that type yeah. of weird super jail, that type of weird fucking like, just like, huh? Yeah, but, like, uh, but like I mean, I, oh, I keep on bringing up these Guar videos. You gotta watch these Guar videos. But you mentioned like deal. Pink Floyd and stuff, and that's all. I think that brings it. But those were real. Those were real filmmakers. Those were real, well, not even know, their shit look nice. Well, yeah, had, you know, okay. guy in the desert with a fucking chair. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's true. But there was a guy in the desert with a chair. Real animation. They had like real. How much does like, it cost to get a chair in a desert? I'll I'm just get, saying. Do that. The desert is but the to big make cost. It, to, <laughs> yeah, to get to the desert to like get your actors and your lights <laughs> and your generators into yeah. the desert. And There's the, the desert, cost. Thank you. And actually shoot a shot without footprints. <laughs> You had to get actor. They got actors. There was a guy who played Pink. They didn't just get fucking Roger Waters to play the character. They got an actor. So, but I appreciated what it is because I mean, without going into detail, you know, we're the type of people that want to make little short movies with our friends and stuff like. It's like this is fucking what it is. This is what it is. Regardless of how good or bad, you use the best of what you can get. You see the good. In the people, the individuals you have, and you try to utilize the good. Like, oh shit, you're good at costumes. You're doing costumes. Oh shit, you're good at this. You're doing that. I just, I, I love just the idea they did it. It's, it's one of those. It's like the a killer tomatoes thing. It's like, oh shit, oh. fucking paper mache, big tomatoes rolling down the street. Who gives a fuck? But they did it. Just because some people be like, that's so stupid, that will never work. Be like, but it's popular because someone did it. They did it. They fucking did it. You know, and this will never have that. I mean, I almost don't necessarily think this has a cult following the way I would like to think it. Maybe in California. Like I said, I think Oingo Boingo was a California thing. It is a West Coast Oddly thing. enough, this even... movie has an 82%. Or eighty six percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Because when you've seen it, you're like, I've never seen anything like this before, yeah, or since. Right. Yeah, so it is its own. It thing. gets really good reviews from critics. There's nobody trying to remake. Nobody setting other adventures <laughs> in the world of Forbidden Zone. It's its own. 
There's nobody trying to ape the style of in it. In the world. It, it is almost it's, like, actually, the, it's you brought a set. up. I mean, <laughs> just think of the twi- The style is, I'm sorry, but the style is, you know, Monty Python's. See, I would so, say it is that 40s cartoon thing. Because, like, think, of, too. think yeah. of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Those keep going decades up. Think of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> think of that Twilight Zone where the kid likes the cartoons. Yeah. That is the... That's the feeling this movie tries to give off. It get, tries to give that feeling of the old, really bizarre 40s, 50s cartoons or whatever, 30s, 40s. I think like the 30s. Magpies? Yeah, I say 30s because no, 30s is bleachers, the, Popeye, I said, I said 20s, so yeah. Bosco. Just, you know what I'm saying when I say Betty Hi, Boop. Bosco. It's like Betty Boop or right. something. Yeah, like and I would say that. I think that's more 30s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that's all 30s. It's I all 30s. That's 30s. Felix Cat. Felix a fucking cat. You know, and I just, I appreciate the idea that they tried to do it. They just tried to fucking do it. It's almost like if you put like a Roger Rabbit in the 30s instead of a Roger Rabbit that existed in a world in the, I guess, well, well that was supposed to be 47, but like. I appreciate that they did it. I just don't want to subject other people to it. You're crazy. Oh, I do. I do. Everybody <laughs> should. Everybody. It, to me, if you, <laughs> if you like Nightmare Before Christmas, if you if you're just into that Danny Elfman thing, see the movie because it this is a beginning step. This is one of those like, you know, an artist you know, has to build on themselves or whatever. It's like this is the beginning step of Danny Elfman oh, yeah. doing his shit, man. And Danny Elfman. I don't know how, how anybody else. Danny, he's my favorite musician. I've got every single Oingo Boingo album. I've got the complete discography of everything. I've even got Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo shit from the public access. I mean, I love Oingo Boingo. They're the best. They're the best. So, this is why this movie is important to me. I fucking love it. Watch it. There you go. So that's the Forbidden Zone. Not to be confused with Space Hunter Adventures on the Forbidden Zone. Nope. Not don't a sequel. Watch Space Hunter. Not a sequel. I'm sure that's shittier. <clears throat> I probably bet it is. I bet it tries to have a real script and a story. It it's, like, it's probably more boring. It tries than this to be movie. Star Wars. It's got a, it's in 3D. It's got yeah. Molly Ringwald. It's got it's got Molly Ringwald. Michael yeah. Ironside. Oh my God. Oh. Hudson. You can't oh. go wrong with Molly Ringwald. Oh. She's been in one good movie. <laughs> this was not one. This is not the other one. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was before. Her. Yeah, it was before two. Breakfast it, was a, it, was a, it was a younger. Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club. Yeah. Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles is a good 16 movie. Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles is a good movie. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Brown over here. Sixteen. Anyway, so Sean's automobile. It is Sean next week. What are we watching? I don't know. Should we keep the summer? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 I swear to God, another Swayze movie. You will get something much worse than this. No. No Swayze. We will. Yes. We will be enjoying the the Frighteners. The Frighteners. Holy shit! We're going to be watching the Frighteners. I've seen it one time. We're going to be watching the Frighteners. Weird. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. With the Zemeckis. Yep. Or <laughs> I have to tell you about the future. Let's keep it going. I love it. I love it. When the ghost saves. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what is You're about. very close. <laughs> Makes me happy anytime Travis does Marty. <laughs> That's about to become my only like Marty impression. It's just the yelling at the. Uh... <laughs> I have to tell you about the future. It's the best version. Like, it's good. It's good because the other one is more of a Christopher Glove. Yeah. The the. 
Wait, Doc, Doc, are you <laughs> trying to tell me? See, even then it sounds like he's yelling but talking. Yeah, but, that's, yeah. More, that's, more, that's more the Crispin, the Crispin Glover. <laughs> anyway, that's off the point. So awesome, Frighteners. So next week is the Frighteners, and until then, well, that's it. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Wait, unless we do an ode to Tom. This is Tom's last, like... Oh, no, we oh, All right. Tom. Tom hates movies. Did we already do I Will Remember You? For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you record that? We said it's his last freak show, but it's not. He's going to be back here eventually. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not as a regular... Maybe we could, yeah. we could Skype you in. Yeah. You know yeah. what movie we're going to yeah. watch next week so we can Skype you in? Yep. Our connection's bad on Skype. We're going to have to get, uh, we're going to have to uh, recon- reconnect with I'm telling with you. Tom. We'll be back in a second. It's going to be like, I Sam. hate. It's like, oh, sorry. With this the... is bloody. Okay, Tom <laughs> hit his own Lost computer. Tom. Tom's, can, uh... Tom's going through a tunnel right now. Tom, Tom, can you hear me? Tom, Tom. <laughs> Send us your wrap We've up. We've lost dude. our reporter Send on the scene, Tom Keen. Um, Tom's wrap up on the Saturday Night Freak Show. I can, I can probably do a wrap up on Friday. The the just the wrap up on the whole the Friday night, the Saturday Night Free Show. Oh, you want to do that? Doing right the now? podcast, the wrap they, up on he, the podcast. He, he He's coming us, back, but we're doing a memorial. He cussed us out and and and, and hey, us yeah, out yeah, that was that was kind of the I ending. Yeah, I did not hurt you. We'll just do that. Just do, do that again. song at the end. The, do that again. Oh, it's moving. You like farewell and adieu, you fair Spanish ladies? Can you put that in there at the end? What? There we go. I can. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And nevermore shall we see you again. It's from Jaws. Oh, it's Robert Shaw. You know, I was movie. about to put Jaws in the other night. It's been so long. I watched First Blood That's the other night. I, I just watched get. the Blu-ray of Jaws. It's the best you ask for. All right. Still a great movie. Well, that, that's it.